0: Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Sometimes when we're traveling, one of my little kids will have a a souvenir or some precious toy of theirs that they don't want to lose, they don't want it to get broken, so they hold onto it really tightly. They want to carry it with them on the plane or in the car or wherever we're going, and I'm worried for them because they're holding onto it so tightly, or they may lose it. I just tell them here give it to me. I'll take care of it. I'll make sure that you get it when we get to the final destination. Just put it in my hands. It'll be fine. And they're like, no, I need to hold on to it. No, no, trust me. Trust me. It's okay. You can put it in my hands. And eventually they finally let go and they put it in my hands. But it reminds me of what Jesus does on Good Friday. Right before he dies, his last words were all about putting something in his father's hands. He said, "Father." into your hands, I commit my spirit. Jesus gave everything. He didn't hold anything back. He didn't cling on. He gave everything entrusting everything into the Father's hands. As we're in this week of all weeks, this holy week, my question for you is this, what might the Father be inviting you to put into his hands? What is it that you're clinging on to? What is it that is burdening you, that the Father just wants you to put that in His hands. Is there a certain area of your life, a certain situation, maybe a certain worry, a certain fear, a certain sin that's weighing you down, and, and the Father just wants you to put it in His hands. As we enter this great week of Holy Week, let's not just Be faithful to our Lenten sacrifices, of course. Let's do that. Let's be faithful to those extra prayers and devotions, those things we gave up all the way to the finish line. But let's also give Jesus a great gift. Let's give the Father a great gift. And that's the gift of entrusting something special from our heart, something that maybe like a little child we've been clinging on to too much. And let's put it into the Father's hands. What might that be? What might the Father be inviting you to do? That's what we're going to look at in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sri. Happy Holy Week to you all. And I I want to give a warm welcome to any new listeners, but especially any new listeners from down there in Lafayette, Louisiana. I was just uh, down there doing the parish mission at the cathedral for a few days, and it was such a blessing being in such a Catholic Cajun culture it was it was awesome on many levels first of all because of the covid restrictions there that are opening up they were able to gather people and I could see people's faces. They didn't have to wear masks. It was amazing to give a talk again and be able to see people's faces to interact. We're human. That's what we're made for. And I, I pray that the rest of the country and the rest of the world in, in due time and in, in prudence and carefulness, of course. But I, I can't wait for, for us to be able to see each other's faces again. That was that was a great joy. Another highlight was being able to stay up to about midnight with the university students there in Lafayette. Uh, it was on the fly. We didn't even have this planned in the schedule, but I gave a talk on men, women, the mystery of love. And they rolled a pack, like 60 plus students on the fly. Like I think they announced it just that afternoon. Uh, and it was so fun being with them and answering their questions and just hanging out with the focus missionaries that were there. That was a joy. But one of the biggest highlights, I have to say, was Miss Connie's Feast. Now, I got to tell you about Miss Connie. Miss Connie is someone down there who has done a number of my video Bible studies over the years, and she apparently told her friends years ago that something on her bucket list, one of her dreams, was to be able to Cook for me for Edward's three, and it was my dream to be able to eat it. It was awesome. So, they she, she cooked an amazing Cajun feast. I had the best crawfish etouffee ever in my life. Uh, it, it really it was like a foretaste of the heavenly banquet, and I'm so thankful that we had this feast, uh, right there on the, the vigil of the, the solemnity of the Annunciation. So, I, I, I didn't feel as guilty during Lent to have a, a great, such an amazing feast. So, thank you, Miss Connie. Thank you everyone down in Lafayette, and I can't wait to see many more parishes and dioceses opening up around the country like this and to be able to go back and to do parish missions like that. So let's turn back to this topic here, though, as we're in Holy Week now. I want to think about that line from Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, verse 46, Jesus's prayer right before he dies, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Now, I'm going to give a couple little background details from that passage, and then I'm going to go practical about what might the Father be asking us to put into his hands this this Lent. First of all, Jesus prays, it says, in a loud voice. That's what it says, that he cried out in a loud voice. Now, when we see a loud voice being used in Scripture, it's sometimes used when someone is praising God with a loud voice. Like in Luke 1.42, at the visitation, Elizabeth is praising God with a loud voice when she sees Mary come in the visitation, or in Luke's gospel, chapter 19, verse 37, people are crying out and praising God in a loud voice. We see Jesus himself using a loud voice. This I think this is most significant here in John 11, verse 43, when he raises Lazarus from the dead, he calls Lazarus out of the tomb with a loud voice. So a loud voice is about praising God, but it's also, I think in this case, with raising the raising of Lazarus from the dead, it It's it's Jesus expressing confident, confident trust in the face of death. And as Jesus is right there on the the edge of death, he cries out with a loud voice to praise the Father. And he cries out in confidence, just like he did about a a little over a week ago when he raised Lazarus from the dead in the face of death. He called him out. He's approaching his own death and cries out with confidence, trusting that he's going to be raised. Now the line, "Into your hand I commit my spirit." I don't know if you know this, but it, Jesus didn't just come up with that. You know, right there on the spot, he came up with, oh, "Here's a great prayer. I'll say, into your into your hand I commit my spirit." You know, no, he's quoting an oldie. <laughs> he's quoting a famous song from the from the Old Testament that the Jews would recognize. It's from Psalm 31. It's a psalm about a righteous man that's being persecuted, and he's suffering greatly, but he trusts. In the Lord, he has great confidence in God and he commits his spirit into God's hand. Listen to to this man, what he says in Psalm 31 verses one through five, in thee, O Lord, do I seek refuge? Let me never be put to shame in thy righteousness. Deliver me, incline your ear to me, rescue me speedily. So this is someone you can tell they're going through great trial, great suffering, great darkness. And, he, and he's crying out, deliver me, incline your ear to me, rescue me speedily. So if you've ever had moments like that, where you're just like, what's happening? Everything's falling apart or there's this great difficulty. We just cry out to God like this, but he's crying out in confidence. Listen to what he says in verse two, be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You are my rock and my fortress for your namesake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net, which is hidden for me for you are my refuge. Into your hand, I commit my spirit. So this is a man going through great suffering, great trial, great darkness, but he sees that God is the rock of his life, the foundation. God is a strong fortress. And he's putting his confidence in God. And he says, into your hand, I commit my spirit. I think this is a key point I want us to take away here. Because many times when we have certain fears, things that weigh us down, things that trouble us, things that worry us, what we tend to do is we want to build our own fortress. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna control this situation. I'm gonna set this thing up the way I want. I'm gonna, or you know, I'm gonna use my influence and I'm gonna make it work this way. We're, we're asserting our own willfulness to try to solve the problems that we face in life. But that's not what this righteous man does in the psalm, and that's not what Jesus does. Jesus places all of his confidence in the Father, quoting Psalm 31, verse 5. And the psalmist from Psalm 31, the psalmist himself, it it, it turns to God. God is the rock of his life. God is the strong fortress that's going to save him. What is the rock of your life? Where do you really place your foundation? If you find yourself anxious, you you find yourself uh, weighed down, you find yourself discouraged in life, it's often because you're turning to yourself. You're turning to your own ability. You're trying to fix things on your own. That's not what Jesus does. He turns to the Father. And so as we consider this, I, I want you to prayerfully, prayerfully reflect in these final days of Lent, whether it's Good Friday, Holy Saturday. If you listen to this even after Easter, you can can think about this as well in the Easter season. It's a perennial thing we should always be thinking about, but especially at the climax of Lent. What does the Father want you to put in his hands? Just picture the Heavenly Father with his hands open and looking at you in the eye. And he's asking you to put something in his hands. He's inviting you you know what it is. The father knows what it is. I don't know what it is, but you know. Maybe again, it's some situation, a situation with a certain friend, a certain relationship. Maybe it's a situation with your career, with your colleagues, your boss at work. Maybe it's a situation within your own marriage or family. Maybe it's a health issue. There's something maybe that's weighing you down, something that's troubling you. And the father is inviting you to give up control over that thing, to surrender it. You can't manage it. You've tried, you've, you've been trying to force something and you're you're, you're worried about it. And, and the Father is just looking you at you with love and saying, my dear child, just put this in my hands. And what does it look like to put it in the father's hands? <laughs> you know, it, it's simply, you know, to tell God, God, this area of my life, I surrender it to you. I can't change it. I can't fix it I can't manipulate it <laughs> I admit I've tried and I'm probably going to try again God because I, I I so much want to control things <laughs> you, you just tell God that that's a wonderful thing but God I deep down my at the deepest level of my soul I don't want to do that I know I'm prone to always try to control it but I I, I don't want to put it in your hands because I'm afraid of what's going to happen I you tell God that admit it to him but then say the prayer that Jesus prayed In Luke 23, 46, right before he died, say that prayer. But Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Father, into your hands, I commit this situation. (laughs) Father, into your hands, I commit this problem. Father, into your hands, I commit this worry I have. Whatever it is, just, just put it in the Father's hands and then tell him, this is really hard for me to do. Give me the grace to do this more fully. I'm telling you that I want to do this I'm telling you I'm afraid to do this. I'm telling you I don't know how exactly to do this, Lord. But I know I want to follow the example of the righteous man in Psalm 31. And I know I want to follow the example of your son, Jesus Christ. I want to trust you more. I want to put my whole life into your hands, Father. And I'm going to start by trying to give you this one area. I mean, maybe you'd do something you know, a little more dramatic, you know, to kind of like really make it serious. Maybe you write it in a journal, tell the Lord, I really want to give this to you. It's hard for me, but I, I want to give this to you, Lord. Maybe you, you fall on your knees and say that prayer and pull out some holy water and make the sign of the cross. You know, maybe you go to the church if you can and and go kneel down before the blessed sacrament in, in Eucharistic adoration. Maybe go light a candle, It's a beautiful thing to kind of make it very tangible. Jesus, this, I give this to you, this area of my life, this thing I've been trying to control and manage. I I surrender it to you. I give it to you. Maybe it's not just a situation though. Maybe it's your identity. Maybe like you've, you find your identity, your self-worth, your purpose in a certain kind of perfectionism, you know, maybe a spiritual perfectionism or a perfectionism, in being a parent, being a husband or wife, a perfectionism in your job—like you have to succeed and always do everything right—you know certain temperaments, especially, you know, if you're if you're very if you're melancholic uh, and you like to do things right, you, you can really find your identity in just getting things done the right way. And you feel horrible when when you drop the ball at work, when you make a mistake, when you feel like your house just isn't clean, or you don't know how to discipline your kids well, and you're you're, you're just not the the best husband or wife that you think you're supposed to be. Our identity can be bound up with our performance in our spiritual life and in how we live our vocation or our performance at work. And we can have a lot of self-hatred for those times when we fall, we fail, we make a mistake. we can be frustrated with ourselves. We can start to condemn ourselves. Oh, why did I do that? Oh, I'm just failing you know, as a, as a parent, <laughs> I, I'm failing, you know, in my prayer life. Our identity might be bound up, even if it's good Catholic things, in our performance in prayer, our performance in the spiritual life. And maybe that's something that the Father wants you to put into His hands, not just your sins and your weaknesses, and but also just your, your failings, your mistakes. He wants you to give up that perfectionism, He wants you to find his identity in him. Call him father because you are his beloved son. You are his beloved daughter. Your identity is found in him and and, 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 in the love that he has for you is not a love that can be earned. It can't be earned by your performance. It can't be earned by you know how well you pray, or it can't be earned by uh, how well you raise your kids. It can't be earned by how well you perform in the workplace or how well you're liked in the community. No, 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 no. Love can only be received. Your identity is found in the Father's amazing love for you. And that might be really hard. You have a hard time receiving love, perhaps. You feel like you have to earn it And maybe that's what the Father wants you to put into his hands. Tell him that, Father, I'm used to trying to earn love. I try to earn likes and affirmation in my identity and my purpose. I want to give that up. I don't know how, but this Lent, I'm going to start. I put this in your hands. Maybe you have a lot of fear of the future. You're worried about what's going to happen with your job. You're worried about what's going to happen with your kids. You're worried about what's going to happen in this relationship or whatever there's things in the future that you want to control. And and the father wants you to put that into his hands, my friends, whatever it is that's troubling you, whatever it is that weighs you down, I want you to think of Jesus. What did Jesus do on good Friday? He cried out with a loud voice. We saw that's an expression of praising God and confidence in the face of darkness and trial and difficulty. So cry out in a loud voice. Now it doesn't have to be an actual loud voice, although feel free to do that. <laughs> you know, uh, but it can also be a loud voice in your heart. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a verbal. I, you know, I don't recommend showing up at mass tomorrow and you know taking this literalistically and just shouting out in a loud voice necessarily. But what I do recommend is that in your heart you you cry out to God in a loud voice. In your heart you cry out boldly, confidently telling him your need, telling him you want to put this in his hands. Call him father, find your identity in him, find your trust in him. He is your rock. He is your stronghold. He's your fortress. And then speak the words that Jesus spoke on Good Friday into your hand. I commit in whatever it is. Jesus committed into the father's hands his entire life. The father wants you to give him everything to hold nothing back, but that takes a lifetime. Start with just this one thing that you've been clinging to like a little child. Trust the father. His hands are open wide. His hands are trustworthy. His hands protected and raised his son, and he will protect and raise you through whatever you're going through. My friends, thanks so much for listening. If you want more reflections on the seven last words of Jesus, you can check out my book, No Greater Love, A Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. Some of what I was sharing with you today is based off that book. Again, No Greater Love, A Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. You can find that at ascensionpress.com. May you have a blessed Holy Week and a joyous Easter. We'll see you on the other side of the Triduum. God bless.